this just in. Massive breaking news. WrestleMania 37 has been canceled. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. COVID-20 is here. Quick, 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 quick. Check the calendar. Check the calendar. Check the calendar. Oh, wait. No, psych! Uh, I got you, Mike. You're listening yeah, to the you Shoot Brothers. You gotta be on guard, people. On guard uh, all day. This is the Shoot Brothers Wrestling Podcast, where WrestleMania is not canceled um, until we find a photo of it in blackface. My name is Cameron Osborne. <laughs> I'm sitting. I'm sitting across the way. Of course, you know his name. His name is Mike the Shoot Shepherd. Kablam. And <laughs> kablam. The uh, <laughs> WrestleMania season's upon us. That was my first April Fool's joke to come across my timeline was, uh, I guess, an account located uh, in the UK. And sometime, you know, around when the time difference made sense, saw a tweet that said, WrestleMania 37 will no longer take place at Raymond James Stadium. And I said to myself, huh? Because it's March 31st. I'm not thinking about it. Yeah. Lo and behold, though, those Brits with their dark those- humor. Brits, um, yeah. I mean, April first—that'd be a bad day to die on, right? If you're like a celebrity, or a good, bad, yeah, bad, yeah, bad day to receive actuals. Like, you know, did you hear? Uh, yeah, did you hear? Robert Pattinson is dead. Someone's <laughs> like, like, ah, come ah, on, it's April Fool's. He's like, no, 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 he died. He got his head chopped off. <laughs> like, ah, you're just you're like, ah, yeah, more brutal the death is too. But yeah. this isn't an April Fool's podcast. <laughs> this is not a podcast where we talk about uh, international holidays, not 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 specific holidays, international holidays. Uh, no, this is a wrestling. Uh, this is a wrestling <laughs> podcast, of course. Um, we have a big week, big week coming up this week because this week is uh, sort of like the calm before the storm, yeah, if you will. Is- yeah, this is the very last. You know, the exit sign is there. We know our destination. We're on the home stretch. Everyone's excited, ready to stretch their legs out, get out of the car. Yeah, because we're almost there. <laughs> That's right. We're almost at Your WrestleMania. Favorite songs on the radio. The GPS is clicking. Everything's going well. We're almost at our two night spectacular of WrestleMania and uh, only a week away from our two night spectacular of Stand and Deliver, the NXT uh, version of WrestleMania, which could kind of turn into maybe their own WrestleMania, this little NXT localized event. Yeah, I mean, going forward. It'll be interesting to see if this two nights of WrestleMania sticks because, I don't know, I think we all think it probably should. It's better to not have 15 matches in one night. Yeah, so far it's working, I guess. Uh, Yeah, but I mean, we could not be more excited for WrestleMania this season. Back in front of fans uh, and everything. Yeah, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. Let's get into the show. Let's start the show the only way that we know how to, uh, which is with crowning a new Tweet of the Week champion. It's the tweet of the week. It's the tweet of the week. <laughs> this week's Tweet Champion, first time ever Tweet Champion, uh, comes to a tweet um, that had uh, has zero context, and I don't want to look into the context. Uh, because I much so much more so enjoy the message uh, just coming as is with our brand new Tweet of the Week champion, Lance Storm. Ah, good, good Canadian, good Canadian kid Lance Storm, <laughs> who uh, last week sent out to his entire Twitter following, I had a large penis in WWE. <laughs> that was the gimmick. What do you want me to do about it? I didn't write it. <laughs> uh, I, I, I purposefully did not want to look into 
whatever this gimmick might be. Mike, is this something that you remember? Um, a little bit. Um, he was always kind of stuck with weird gimmicks because he didn't have much of a, he wasn't much of a talker personality, so they'd give him stupid gimmicks, mm-hmm. like the big penis, or they'd make him like a dweeb, but, uh, I mean, it's not the worst gimmick to have, right? <laughs> Out of all the gimmicks, <laughs> uh... So yeah, you got a big dick. <laughs> That's What's your thing. That? You got a big dick. Is that okay yeah. with you? And he's probably like, uh, let me, <laughs> let me ask See, my wife. I don't, uh, there's this other wrestler from a long time ago. His name was Meat. And uh, his gimmick was he would basically, in the back, they would imply he would be having sex with these girls. So he'd come out and he'd be too tired to wrestle. And he was basically a jobber. He would lose all these matches. And then there's this one urban legend. It's kind of, I don't know, there's that he came out once and wrestled with a boner. A full match with a. a oh, really? A full match you know. at full sale? Yeah. Whether it was a gimmick or it was, uh, he was really going. It was, uh, I don't know. Now, was it spelled M E A T? Yeah, just meat. Perfect. Straight up meat. He'd come out, he'd have like lipstick marks all over his chest, and he'd be wrestling in underwear. Uh, <laughs> so that was more, uh, that was a bit more to the point. Which gimmick would you rather have? Uh, meat, that guy, <laughs> or um, the guy from the Beyond the Mat documentary who can vomit on command? <laughs> um, I guess the meat one, because vomiting over and over is not that good for you. Yeah, but I guess, vo- yeah, I guess, it, you know, it has more of a physical toll on you where, uh, you know, that yeah. where meat has more of a kayfabe toll on you. <laughs> yeah, I remember Steve-O from Jackass, he said all that vomiting, his, like, his esophagus and larynx started to, like, all the acid started to fuck him up. Yeah, like, it's I something can't. like that, because, <laughs> you mean, stomach acid, that's what it is. Bile, it shouldn't be coming yeah. up all the time. Oh, yeah, when you're just puking It's meant to reject the bad things. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Lance Storm, congratulations. Lance Storm, that's all we got to, to say. That's around. all we have to say, congratulations. Uh, always, like, shouting out a good Canadian kid. Well, let's move along. Yeah. Um, See, I don't, the one last thing, I don't yeah. remember him ever, like, I don't remember him having like a prop in his pants to like show that he had a giant schlong or anything like that. It was just he had it. Believe yeah, I mean, it was us. Just like whispers. <laughs> he whispers. had it. Believe us when we tell you. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, yeah, that's great. Congratulations to Lance Storm uh, and all Canadians um, in the professional wrestling world. Let's move on to a show uh, jam packed full of good Canadian boys. This is... Uh, Even if they're French-Canadian, that's okay. That's still technically Canadian, Mike. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> oh, yeah, at the Olympics, I don't care. We're all Canadian. We would all be on the same Olympics team, baby. Of course, you yeah. know, we are talking about WWE SmackDown. Okay, folks, it's Friday night. It's time for SmackDown Live. It, uh, it used to be on Tuesday, but then uh, I think it was on Friday before, though... No, no, wait, we used to film it on a Thursday and then release it. It's just SmackDown Live. Is it live? I think it is. Um, Sometimes. During the Thunderdome era, it's hard to tell. During the Thunderdome era, yeah, it is kind of hard to tell, <laughs> of course. And uh, We're I mean, almost done. We're almost done, we hope, we think. Well, at least, at we least gotta for, say. yeah. Uh, so it's 8 p.m., it's Friday night. Let's tune on our television sets to uh, Daniel Bryan kicking off SmackDown this week. Yeah, this is the hot off of Fastlane still, even though it's a bit later on in real life. But uh, with that controversial finish. The so, best yeah. finish. Oh, the amazing finish amazing of that 30 minute. <laughs> so Daniel Bryan comes out because he's got business. Uh, he acknowledges every single person. We all saw Roman Reigns tap out, something that's never been done before. And then he addresses Edge, who, who he was the one that cost him the title. So he's tired of all this bullshit. 
he earned all these opportunities getting screwed all the time so anyways he wants a rematch against Roman for the title tonight and he's not leaving until he gets it so he just sits down in the chair. We go to commercial. <laughs> he sits and waits after commercial. We have Adam <laughs> Pierce. He's still coming. there. Yeah, he's still there. Adam Pierce yeah. is coming down to the ring. Uh, I like that. Adam, somebody would have sat. He would have sat there for three and a half minutes. <laughs> yeah, just and then waiting like, for Pierce, someone. Go. <laughs> so Piercey, he comes out. Uh, he's like, we can't do it. Can't give you the match tonight. Referee's decision's final. Next Universal Title match is going to be at WrestleMania against Edge and Roman. So Brian's like, okay. How about I face the winner of that match right after? And Pierce is like, ha, ah, that wouldn't be fair. Brian's like, oh, what about me? But anyways, how about night one, Roman versus Edge, and I'll face the winner night two. But then Edge comes out. He cuts a promo on Brian. He's pissed off. He says, this is my dream. I'm the one who came back after 10 years. and You don't deserve this match, you son of a bitch. So then Brian tackles him. He starts punching. But then Edge hits him with a spear, picks up the chair, hits him with the chair. Just further stepping over that heel territory. Yeah. Man. Edge, uh, Edge fought his entire, you know, for a decade now to get back to the top of the company that, uh, you know, brought him so much joy in the past, you know, uh, and for little, little, little Daniel Bryan to walk in and just say, hey, <laughs> I deserve a shot. No, like this is, you know, like you said, this is the house that Edge built. It doesn't have a good rhyme. We need a better <laughs> rhyme to it. But you know what? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I yeah. you know yeah. what I uh mean. Love this. Uh Roman Daniel Bryan got four and a half stars at Fastlane. Um it was yeah. it was an incredible match and it was, you know, it d- deservingly of such a Yeah. S- such a such a rating. Yeah. Also, I don't think we ever mentioned on the show the uh Britt Baker Thunder Rosa got four point seven five. I know it was so close. It should have been <laughs> so a five. Close. That should have been a five. I had a feeling. I'm gonna know, say it. So I'm gonna say it. it. Should have been a five. In Japan it'd be a five point five. Uh man, that would yeah, I, I at least yeah. <laughs> I, I don't care about going over, you know, whatever. Know. Do your own thing. I just say but. that's why I have a flat cap of five and there's a lot of five star matches. But yeah. Meltzer doesn't agree. Well, I guess you and Meltzer would have, you know, or like the same amount of five star matches, just his also go above, you know? Well, yeah, sometimes. But in this case, he wouldn't have and I would have given I know, I would have bumped that up. <laughs> maybe it'll be maybe we will get kind of like the retro the retroactive uh bump up, you know, that we get every so often. Maybe. Who we'll knows? Uh, Seth Rollins, Nakamura, the the battle of the red and black leather pants. Um, that's basically what I got. Yeah, yeah still, this is the battle mean, of the leather pants. Uh, yeah. big ones. Yeah, good match. Uh, Rollins hits the curb stomp, gets the win. But then after Cesaro runs out, pounds away on Seth, goes for the big swing, but Seth slips away. And this is like the thing he's doing. He's like so traumatized by the big swing. So he's like, ah, can't get it on me. His PTSD, his uh, swing TSD. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's funny. Uh, yeah, backstage, that's Adam Pierce. <laughs> Adam Pierce goes into the tribal chief's office, and Roman tells him he only wrestles and defends the title one night at Mania. And Pierce is like, all right, I got some stuff to think about. I'll make a decision by the end of the night. So Which we'll will inevitably be our main event. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but then we get Big E and the Street Profits in six-man tag action against Chad Gable, Otis, and Apollo Crews. Uh, pretty much your standard multi-man tag action. Uh, yeah, everything breaks down eventually. Everyone gets taken out until Apollo Crews hits the Olympic Slam on Big E 
and pins him for the three. Uh, yeah, because this will probably be a match that we get at WrestleMania. Will be uh, yeah, Apollo Cruz taking on if it's not Big already e, announced. If it's not, yeah, if it's not already on there. Uh, yeah, I guess nothing. Uh, Apollo Cruz got a little bit of momentum after losing a couple weeks in a row. Yeah, and uh, I guess Gable and Otis get a win. So if they do have that SmackDown title match, they'll be thrown in there as a team. Yeah, I'm, team sh- I'm sure uh, that belt has not been put into something yet. Yeah, tomorrow night or yeah, tomorrow night. We'll figure it out. That. Yeah, they'll have to. <laughs> uh, backstage, Edge. He's trying to intimidate Adam Pierce, just saying, like, yeah, make the right decision or else. So just more evil Edge. Evil Edge. <laughs> but it works. It works. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna out babyface Daniel Bryan. Yeah, that's pretty tough. At th- that's pretty tough at this point. <laughs> I mean, six months ago, who know? Or six months from I mean, now, the- who knows? Yeah. <laughs> Or, yeah, during the Planet's Champion era. Oh, yeah. You, then you couldn't but, outheal him. Isn't no. it amazing <laughs> you can't how win. good you just he can't. is? You can't win. You can't beat him. When it comes to Daniel Bryan. Yeah. You really can't. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Owens comes out. He's got to do the KO show. Uh, talk about getting attacked by Sami Zayn last week. So he calls Sami out. Sami obliges. And he says he's sorry. All this conspiracy stuff. It's affecting his psyche and... Sammy just tells us next week he's dropping a big trailer for his documentary. Hmm. And he says, uh, online star Logan Paul is going to be there. Finally! (laughs) For all you uh, confused old people at home, I don't know. I don't know much about him either. (laughs) Other than he does YouTube, right? Yeah, well, Mike, I think you also have a little bit of a disconnect between what the kids are doing, you know, or like, you know, what the what the what the popular kids are doing. <laughs> I think this isn't the first time that something like this has come up where when I, mean, I know who he is. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. No, he was. Uh, yeah. Vine. But I don't know which one's which of the two brothers. Which one's the one that boxes? Jake is the one who boxes. He's okay. the younger one. So I know who they are, but I don't. Yeah, care. you could like be you'd be like that guy is that guy. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I mean, I know it's big. Like it's like Bag Bunny. A lot of people know him, so it'll probably get some clicks. People will be like, "Oh, Logan Paul's on WWE. What the fuck's going on?" Of course, it's gonna get clicks. <laughs> it's all about the clicks. Yeah, but Kevin Owens, he doesn't care either. So Sammy gets mad. They yell at each other, and Owens challenges him to a match at WrestleMania. Sammy says, "Fine." So just like that. That's how you book a. That's how you book a Mania match. Just. Yeah, I mean, last year, Owens jumped off the sign, one of the big spots of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think he promised, before it was confined to the Performance Center, he promised he was going to jump off the pirate ship. He did so maybe that. he'll have a chance. I saw a uh, quick little clip online. It was it was the WWE's, like, then, now, forever intro. But yeah. instead, in the background, it was just footage of... Uh, you know, Kevin Steen and El Generico from like a Ring of Honor, and then it's them <laughs> in PWG, and then it's them in NXT, and then it's their multiple interactions they've had here on the main roster. Uh, these two are the are then now and forever. This is not yeah, this, I mean, this. This is not this. I I would even go so far as to say this is not the last WrestleMania match between these two guys. No, and this is going to be one of the benefits of having a two night WrestleMania. They'll probably get an extra five minutes they wouldn't get otherwise. You can have a 15-minute match now between them instead in, of like yeah, a Yeah, I mean, in, instead match. of the kind of like 12 main card three pre-show yeah. uh, setup, now we can kind of do like seven and seven. Yeah, <laughs> it exactly. works nicely. And I, I, there's no word. I think that they're not doing the Battle Royals this year. Again, That's either, a lot which, of people to put in the ring at the same time. 
Yeah. You know what and I'm it, saying? You know, it saves time. The Battle Royale means nothing at the end. I mean, so it really... Give an extra match. I can't think of a time where, like, some larger implications kind of Yeah, the only one that, that ever felt like it meant anything was the very first one, when Cesaro picked up Big Show, but then they never did anything after. Oh, he, he got so his... No uh, he did, they did a little Hulk Andre thing? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, Bianca Belair is taking on Natalia, just straight one-on-one action, and everything's going all right until Sasha Banks comes out. She just wants to watch, but this causes a distraction. So Tamina gets in, she interferes, super kicks Bianca, um, but then Belair she recovers, goes over and slaps Sasha in the face, then get gets back in the ring, hits the kiss of death on Natalia, and gets the win. So at least she didn't lose or anything this week. Yeah, at least I mean we are only a couple. <laughs> We only are only a couple weeks away. Mm-hmm. And then I think Sasha beats her up after. Yeah, I think we got a quick backstabber. She's the one standing tall mm-hmm. um, at the end of the match. This is a weird one. Yeah, because we, we a few weeks ago we thought to ourselves that Natalia and Tamina, you know, they started dressing similarly, tagging together. We thought to ourselves, like, okay, this is going to be their thing. And now... Uh, no, or or, or I mean, they were just thrown into a singles match. I can't think of. I honestly can't think of any women on the SmackDowns roster. <laughs> you know, just for somebody uh, like Bianca Belair to just have a match with, you know, just someone I mean, to. We haven't seen uh, fucking half. Yeah, we haven't seen Billy Kay in a while. Yeah, uh, Billy Kay would <laughs> be like that perfect up. person in that role. Yeah, yeah where it's Just get like a quick, easy win. Exactly. You know, uh, that's one thing that I guess you know AEW has these three like shows, but it's all like the same talent pool. That's why we see that yeah. kind of shit all the time. And I, you know, it's like John Moxley can have a win against somebody who's not somebody, and you're all good. Mm-hmm. You know, but beating Natalia, you know, a couple years ago, that would have been huge for uh, for a superstar's uh, resume. Um. Yeah, <laughs> she was SmackDown champion. No, she champion, was. She uh, was. Once we. No. Yeah. Uh, Edge goes into Roman's locker room to talk, but Reigns. Uh, he says, or he tells Reigns to use your stroke. Keep this match one on one, because uh, otherwise I can beat him to win your title. So, there you go. Okay. Yeah. More <laughs> on that later. Anyways, the last match of the night is Dolph Ziggler taking on Rey Mysterio one-on-one. But I guess, I don't know. They're the tag champs, so Rey and Dom will probably be facing them somehow. Mm Multi-man match. Uh, Anyways, uh, I think Ziggler powerbombs Rey over the barricade at one point. And then, I don't know. This match, uh, nothing really mattered. (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely Dolph. not. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, you know, Rude's there. Dominic's there. They're trying to get involved. Uh, eventually, Dolph catches Ray with a zigzag. But Ray kicks out, gets a 619, gets the win. Yeah. yeah nothing really, it didn't really mean much. Nothing really special here. Uh, I guess I guess we took these championships off of Street Profits. I think there was an injury to yeah. one of them. And, you know, we kind of removed it from them. Uh, but it feels like for the f- years now, uh, Dolph Ziggler, Bobby Roode, Bobby Ziggler, Dolph Roode, whatever you want to call them, they're like so <laughs> lethargic. Their use is so like lethargic, if mm-hmm. that kind of feels. Um, and they're great. It's, it feels like these guys are involved with bringing up other tag teams, but we never quite really make them feel that, you know, important. Yeah. And, uh, that uh, no, that's pretty much it. 
tagging. That just yeah, the, the inevitable multi-man tag at WrestleMania, yeah. and Dominic was wearing a photo. Uh, she was wearing a T-shirt with Eddie Guerrero on it, and I thought that was funny because it was kind of like his dad, and then his. <laughs> Dad, <laughs> I th- I just pictured him, you know, in his little blonde hair, custody on the pole. I just, I, I kind of, you know, just memories came flashing back, which was always nice. Yeah, that's fun. But let's go to the main event because uh, Mr. Pierce got some business to get to. Uh, he wants to let us know about the Universal Title main event at WrestleMania. So we bring out Roman Reigns, Edge, Daniel Bryan, and Pierce tells us. It makes sense that the champion should not defend twice in one weekend. But what Daniel Bryan says also makes sense. He's been right that there's uh, there's been a double standard. And he deserves another opportunity at the championship. So Adam Pearce officially announces it will be a triple threat. So we get what we wanted. And I'm sure most of the fans wanted. But uh, Roman Reigns and Edge, they're not happy. They're pissed. Bryan's smiling. So everyone starts brawling. Uh, some chairs get thrown in there. I think Edge is the one who comes out. He starts just hitting everyone with chairs. He's trying to set Brian up for the concerto. But the agents from the back, they come running out. So he starts nailing them with chair shots. But then Brian rolls out of the ring. And Edge just sits down and just, uh, to sit tall to close the show. Looking crazy. Yeah, I love that look uh, that he does when he's like looking up the top of his eyes. <laughs> his, his head's just <laughs> slightly bent over. And he's looking yeah. at like the absolute absolute top of his eyes yeah he's always he's already got some like bug eyes so he always he's able to pop out and look crazy <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh i do like this i do really like this you know uh um this would have been a big yes moment too yeah when I mean, adam where? pierce made that announcement everybody at whatever hockey arena uh, the, uh, <laughs> where they would have been showing from this would have been a huge yes moment, and you know, dr- driving Edge to the to the, to the edge of madness mm-hmm. uh, is fantastic. You know, this long winding journey he had back to the top of SmackDown. He he has parts of his body fused together. <laughs> That's how much of himself he's given to this industry. Uh, he's emotionally drained, and then his one more hurdle he has. Is now taken over by this by this you know this little hotshot who's who's barely two hundred pounds. Well, uh, we it. are gonna get our yes moment at uh, WrestleMania. It's gonna be nice. Those crowds. Yeah, I feel like they're gonna cheer for all three guys. They're gonna be so happy to be there. And this is going such a way that, and we'll talk about it. I have no clue what the fuck's gonna happen. I have no clue what's gonna happen. Yeah, and that's the best part. And that's the best part, isn't it? Isn't that why we're <laughs> Anyone all here anyway? Any, all three of them could. Any given them. Sunday, that's the expression. Uh, started for football Where's and transitioned to uh, to uh, professional wrestling pay per views. Yeah, let's uh, let's get on it. What a fantastic SmackDown! We will have one more SmackDown before the show of shows. I think two technically. Oh shit! Yeah, because I was thinking. Yeah, I got my days mixed up. Yeah, we will have two technically. Technically. Well, let's go to uh, let's move across. Let's move across over to Monday nights because this will be uh, another episode of Monday Night Raw. Let's get raw. longest running show that's ever been on 
Uh, <laughs> uh, of course, this is the penultimate episode. We are, this is not quite our go home, but uh, bless you. Last last one. Bless ya. Uh, this is not quite our go home show, but we will be one more away from doing it. Uh, and let's get into this week's Monday Night Raw, where we actually open up uh, with the Hurt Business. Coming down to the ring in their, uh, their cool suits. Always got great oh, yeah. suits on. And you know great they have to be tailored because you know no suit you can buy at a normal shop fits Bobby Lashley. <laughs> Hell no. Every single one ripped. has been custom designed uh, to fit his uh, Herculean frame. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but they're in the ring. They're in the middle of the ring. Yeah, looking sharp. The Hurt Business, they cut a promo about Bobby Lashley's match coming up against WrestleMania. And that offer that they made for anyone to take out Drew McIntyre. And they'll get the spot instead of him in that WWE title match if they do. So MVP says, let's discuss who will not be getting that spot. And he's referring to Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin. Because they've been losing so much lately and tarnishing the image of the group. And getting themselves barred from ringside at WrestleMania. So Bobby says he can't count on them for anything. Uh, But Cedric and Shelton, they're like, hold up. We could have talked about this backstage. Why'd you bring us out here just to embarrass us? You wouldn't even be champion if it wasn't for us towing the line for you. And then MVP just kind of puts his cane across Shelton's belly saying, back up. So he shoves MVP and then Lashley punches Cedric. Uh, so everyone just starts fighting. And of course, Bobby beats everyone up. And uh, He says, as far as Shelton and Cedric, the hurt business is over. But uh, hopefully that just means the two of them are out of the group and not the end of the group itself. <laughs> but even still, I didn't, I didn't want to see them get kicked out. But As yeah. we go on, <laughs> we remember all oh, the is, times we it's not a graduation had together. This is a kicked out of school. lives change. <laughs> This is a, a graduate. This is a graduate. This is a graduation in the sense that, uh, uh, you know, MVP and Lashley are graduating to hopefully um, a better stable. Stable 101. Okay. Better stable. Wasn't this one of the best stables? <sighs> stable 101. Uh, it would be as a course <laughs> I'm teaching at Kayfabe University. Uh, and a stable is really as strong as its weak link, as its weakest link. <laughs> right? You have a stable such as possibly one of the greatest professional wrestling stables of all time. There I said it, the Undisputed Era. Stra- dripping in gold, like like an Adonis himself, like King Midas fell upon the Undisputed Era and just dropped all of his gold on them. They got dubs, they had badass matches, and they ruled the world. Uh, I We loved what the Hurt Business was doing last year because they were dominant with, like without championships. Or, you know, uh, Bobby Lashley had the U.S. title. He wasn't really doing anything with it, but we liked what the four <laughs> of them were doing. And then as soon as they got all the gold... They just turned to trash. I don't get it. They had such a good thing going, and they could have just keep putting the Hurt Business over as as tag champions, and then they just pulled the plug on it. Yeah, I don't know. I guess they just want they want Bobby to be the guy front and center, and I don't know. Who lasted? I, we should get an official day count of who lasted longer, the Hurt Business or Retribution. Uh, like to the day, <laughs> who who who's been around? 
uh, more because yeah, Shelton Benjamin, uh, Cedric Alexander, you know, they were on television again. They were relevant. Uh, they looked dangerous as all hell in their badass suits, but this breakup just feels like out of left field. I mean, it could be a swerve, and they come back and help him. Okay. At WrestleMania. Yeah, I, I mean, we could be getting swerved right now. It could be getting worked all over, but I sure as heck hope not. Or I don't hope know. So? I also, I, don't know. I mean, I I hope it's not the end of the hurt business. They, uh, even if they recruit new members or something. Mm-hmm. They had a good brand. It's a good brand. You don't want to let the brand die. Can't let the brand die. That's what they say. Somewhere. Yeah. You know, the colonel, he wasn't associated with KFC, but they kept using his face. Yeah, yeah. He was actually a vegetarian, but they <laughs> kept using his face. Yeah. <laughs> and he said, by God, you better take my face off there, boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of KFC, I'm sure this man loves himself a nice bucket uh, because we got the stoned riddle scootering around backstage uh, when he sees Titus O'Neil. It's not good about Riddle wanting the bucket. Uh, he sees Titus O'Neil and says, you should get a pig to roast for WrestleMania in the ring. And Titus says, I'm not the roast. I'm the host. I'm the host. So, yeah, great joke, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty good. Titus O'Neil, of course, he's hosting this year's event. Yeah. Uh, and that's all there is to say about that. Yeah, I think Seamus attacks Riddle after because mm-hmm. he hates scooters. So Yeah, he has something against scooters. Don't really know so why. So we get... And then we get a match. Riddle takes on Sheamus. Pretty nice match here. Uh, yeah, wouldn't mind seeing these two fight for the U.S. title at Mania. Ha ha. We'll see if that happens. But yeah, uh, yeah. I agree. <laughs> yeah, this- I agree. Matt Riddle's the kind of guy who like knows how to use, like knows how to throw his weight around. And although you're not going to find many people bigger than Sheamus, you know that's going to be hard to beat. You know, hard to beat him in there. But. Uh, yeah, it just feels like every single strike that Matt Riddle can give is hard as hell. Yeah, both their two styles mesh well together, mm-hmm. these two guys. Uh, but then after a bit, Sheamus hits a big white noise on the edge of the apron. And then the finish comes when Riddle goes for a big kick. Sheamus catches his foot, kicks him low. I couldn't tell if it was to the balls or just the inner thigh. But uh, then I he don't, hits a big... Yeah, I don't think it was meant to be a... <laughs> A low um, blow? A low blow, no. Okay. Well, he hits a big rising knee to Riddle's head, and that gets a three count. Uh, and then I think they do announce he'll get the title shot at Mania. Oh, that's fantastic. Same first Riddle. So that'll be good. And good like match. you said, yeah, their styles work great. Uh, it's really funny when somebody has, or like, I mean, I guess we, I, I can't even think of a time just off the top of my head that we've seen it, but somebody has a goofy gimmick. But they're really, really, really good in the ring. <laughs> and, <Yeah. laughs> and Matt Riddle's like, dude, where's my car? You know, scootering around with the belt kind of like <laughs> hanging off his neck. Like you look at it and you're like, you're a fucking goof. And then you see him in the ring and you're like, oh, no, you're 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 like a veteran <laughs> at this. I mean, they they totally should do a dude. Where's my scooter skit? Oh, well, you know, Vince <laughs> is listening. It's coming up. You know, it's lis- you know, he's listening. <laughs> Him and our truth can have a little movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one little funny thing. They showed a replay of the Hurt Business breakup segment, but they used the main event graphics instead of Monday Night Raw. Just a fun little production. Oh, okay, I don't think I noticed this. Right, the it's like the red and blue style. And it's like yeah. a different font style. Yeah. Okay. It just said main event instead of Raw. <laughs> well, you know, a lot of things happen there on main event, too. 
yeah. A lot of I wonder if I, I wonder if a champion I wonder if a belt has ever changed hands on main event. Mm, like it's more likely so. they'll change hands at a house show than yeah. <laughs> than on an episode. They of main change, event. They need to change the name of that show. Yeah. Get rid of it? Should they just change it to uh, no more? I don't know. I mean, that too. I don't know who the hell watches it. But. Uh, Shane O'Mac comes out with his buddy Elias Jackson Riker. Um, I don't know. This is supposed to be some expose on Braun Strowman. So Shane shows us his report card. and It's all D's. Even Jim, he only got a D plus. He only got a D plus. And I don't even think they gave out D minuses. I thought they just sort of gave you an F. <laughs> Or past you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't even remember. Uh, yeah, they use percentages anyways, right? I guess when you're really young, they use letters. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, of course, little Braun Strowman. <laughs> he's, you know, he's, uh, he's uh, you know, like seven years old, but he's, you know, five he's foot got ten. The beard. Be- he's got a beard. A little beard. Uh, still yeah, pretty jacked. <laughs> uh, and then we get a Photoshop, you know, Braun wearing the dunce cap. Great comedy here. <laughs> so eventually, angry Braun Strowman just comes out, choo-chooing his way down to the ring. So Shane runs away. And then Braun takes on Jackson Riker. But, uh, yeah, Shane and Elias are there to interfere. Braun doesn't give a fuck. He chugs around the ring, and the train sounds go off once again, which, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's not it's not. Yeah, now that they've do. put in the sounds, <laughs> it's just, like, it's so just much worse. Like, no one does that. A and a match. train isn't, like, an intimidating sound, I don't think. I mean, I just don't get it. Why would? Why do you have... Moves don't have sound synced up to them. Like, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. It would be we fun if they did, effects. though. It would be fun if they did. Be every time like, if they start adding... For every punch, they just start adding, like... <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. So you can't slap your leg for a super kick, <laughs> but we can throw in sound effects. Yeah. Hope uh, to God. I hope it doesn't come to that. I would love that. That's every a... single claymore, just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a literal explosion. A huge, and the fireworks are going off and everything, too. There's some Camera guy, shakes. like, timing it. He's all just pressing a button. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, he tries to get a piece of Shane. Or, yeah, he beats Riker, gets the win, tries to get a piece of Shane. So, he runs off, and Bron's just like, hey, you accepted my challenge. And you said I could pick any match. So, I made up my mind I'm going to pick a cage match. So, steel cage, which are surprisingly very rare. At WrestleMania, this is only the second ever steel cage match at WrestleMania. Oh, never knew that. Uh, speaking of trains, this mm. was a train wreck. Uh, <laughs> this whole feud, the fake yeah. report card—it feels like a McMahon bit. Like this felt like something they would have done uh, two decades ago. Well, uh, yeah. This is a bit Maybe from three two decades de- ago. And then they just fucking go on autopilot. This isn't funny. I don't think anyone finds this funny. I it's don't like know. Clever. And it, it kind of returns to that and, you know, conversation. We, we haven't had in a long time either. Or rather, like, who are they appealing this to? Like, what's the age demo of what's going on here? Like, the, the age group who's supposed to think this report card is funny is the same age group who watched Randy Orton burn a man alive. <laughs> it's like yeah it's just sort of that like almost almost like pick a lane like are we of course you know and uh, kids all over the world love professional wrestling and of course adults do too right but it's it's just like a pick you, you or don't go to either extreme and play it in the middle or it's bizarre bizarre <laughs> i mean same show same show we dealt with 
guy getting set on fire <clears throat> and then uh, a D plus on your report card. Yeah, I mean it's a variety show. I guess I guess at the end of the day, yeah, not it's going to be a little bit for everyone. But uh, you know, a cage match. I'm sure Shane will find a way to fall off of it. And we thought our Shane's days of falling off stuff were ah done. <laughs> but apparently, they're just getting go. They're just getting started. once a year. Once a year, he can fall. I don't think he's fallen off anything since uh, two manias ago. So you know, he's had a couple years for his body to recover this time. Yeah. Well, uh, remember he got like fired or something, so he was supposed to be gone. So we got a nice two-year break. <laughs> oh yeah. Remember when he was supposed to not be here anymore? <laughs> yeah. Well, he's on Raw now, different brand. That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, Miz and Morrison come out for the dirt sheet, and they're here to drop the world premiere for the music video. Hey, hey, hop, hop! Just in time for Easter. Um, uh, and it's basically just. You know, it's another song. They're dancing in front of a fake crowd spliced in with green screen effects and, you know, just making fun of Bunny and Priest throughout. Making jokes about being a bunny. Yeah, uh, they got the bunny. They have little poops. <laughs> Wait, did you say, did you say that? <laughs> yeah, uh, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, not as good as Hey, Hey, Ho, Ho. Hey, Hey, Ho, Ho. You know, the, produc- the production value is there. It's still there. Yeah. Uh, but Priest and Bad Bunny, they come out to respond and. Miz takes a step toward Bunny, but Bunny nails him with a good-looking right hand. And then he trashes the whole set of the dirt sheet, which is a couple chairs. Just a couple (laughs) chairs at this point. I mean, what's the point of them wasting all the budget uh, (laughs) on that? Um, Miz sold huge on this uh, Bunny shot also, almost like he had like a loaded glove on him, too. Yeah. No, it was a good punch. He worked. It was a good working punch. Yeah, and Mizmo, they're the two to make this work. Yeah. So, and like everything, you know, we're hugging a Romania season. As long as you buy into whatever you're doing, fuck yeah. Just buy into it. Yeah. The celebrity, you know, they buy, they love having a celebrity every year. And, and I the love, more they like to. Mm-hmm. And we're at full, all four of these guys are fully committed. I don't know if we saw. Yeah, Damian Priest came out today. Uh, yeah, too bad Damian Priest isn't going to be actually on the WrestleMania card, but at least he's still there, I guess. Yeah. I think he's hurt. Otherwise, this would have been a tag. Oh, match. okay. Well, he is like 38 years old, so uh, <laughs> I buy it. Yeah. Uh, Bobby Lashley takes on Shelton Benjamin. Shelton puts up a good fight, hits the pay dirt for a two count, but Lashley just hits a couple of the almighty spine busters and puts on that hurt lock to get the win. Mm-hmm. And then next week, he'll face the other Cedric. Cedric, ben- Cedric uh, Alexander? The Entertainer. Cedric the Entertainer. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, coming out. Cedric the Alexander. Yeah, yeah, coming out of retirement from being a barber, uh, and <laughs> um, and a couple other things. Yeah, so like storyline, this happened because Bobby Lashley's confident and he's dominant, and all those things. Uh, but yeah, do we think either of these boys are coming back to Lashley's aid uh, come WrestleMania night one? I mean, maybe not if he's putting the beat down on them like this. Ouch, or is there a, a new uh, unthought of competitor who's going to come? Who knows? Who's the one? Uh, not not T-Bar. Not Mace. Mace. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? You know, uh, I mean, those guys are going to be yeah. looking for a new job soon, and why not go from one stable to another? <laughs> why not? Uh, the New Day are in the ring for a game night segment. As they bring out their other contestants, AJ Styles and Omos. Uh, they got a bunch of things set up, you know. Jenga, Connect Four, a bunch of games. 
But the first thing they're going to play is charades. So Kofi and Xavier are up first. Uh, Kofi's doing the gesturing. He gets 1,000 Miles by Vanessa Carlton, the hit track from the 2000s. And uh, Xavier guesses it within 15 seconds. Pretty good teamwork there. Mm -hmm. uh, then AJ, he pulls the Lion King. So uh, he's trying to do, you know, he's doing the little cat, cat gestures. He's licking his paw. He's putting on a crown for the Lion King. But Omos doesn't even guess. He just stands there looking like a badass with his, uh, what do they call it, a mob shirt? I don't know. Is that what they call it? <laughs> his, his mafia shirt. They had, okay. Xavier had a name for it. Okay. It's like those cool looking shirts. Mm -hmm. But uh, anyways, round two, he plays a Pictionary. Xavier draws a rocket ship. Kofi guesses it. Uh, and then AJ's turn. He draws the sun. But Omos, once again, just stands there, doesn't guess anything. But he's had enough. He finally does speak up. Just says, enough with these games. We don't have to win this crap to win the titles. We're just going to win at WrestleMania. Uh, so I'll show you both what I'm capable of. So Good point. Uh, that was he that. makes a good point. We don't have yeah. to do all this. Uh, let's just have the match at WrestleMania. He sounds scary. His voice is big. Right? Yeah, let's get <laughs> him giant. on the mic after after this match. We'll, you know, probably determine where he kind of goes in the future or sort of how his next little trajectory. But let's get him talking. Yeah. Uh, so um, in the meantime, though, AJ Styles takes on Xavier. We didn't even get to the extreme Uno or the giant Jenga. <laughs> but Next time. Next, uh, uh, <laughs> next Monday Night Raw game night, we will. Yeah. Anyways, AJ, Xavier, they were having a good back and forth. You know, Omos is there being intimidating. Um, I think Xavier tries to catch him or tries to kick him at one point, but he gets his foot caught and he just tosses him over the rope from the floor. That's pretty impressive to yeah. toss him over the top rope from the floor. Yeah, and just toss him like beyond the barricade yeah. in, the, in no man's <laughs> land. He's just gone forever. But that caused the DQ. Um, and then, yeah, he tosses Kofi over the barricade. And then in the ring, Omos, he starts, this is the most we've ever seen him move. He hits his big running elbow into the corner on Kofi. He can pick up some speed when he wants to. Well, I mean, it takes him like four, two, like three steps to get across <laughs> the other side of the ring. He better be picking up speed. Yeah. Uh, and then he hits a big power bomb after as well. So him and AJ stand tall. Mm -hmm. Or he like puts a foot over them. And AJ it was like a power bomb spine buster thing. I don't yeah, think it was yeah. quite one. Oh, yeah. It was like uh, he picked him up with like two hands. Yeah, it was like not quite one, but not quite the other. Uh, but either yeah, way, yeah, it was just cool. like a monster finish. Yeah, you know, they're keeping it short and sweet with him. They don't want to overstep his and Who knows? Um, and we could end up, we could end up, yeah, we get, uh, we'll have we'll have at least, you know, probably 10 minutes of just almost. Well, just almost? Why the heck not, right? Like you said, two days. Uh... Yeah, I mean, I don't know if he'll be in the ring for 10 minutes of the match. I don't know. Hey, I want to see. I want to see what prop he can do. Bet. We'll cover prop bets next show, and uh, yeah. that'll be one of them. Uh, okay, my prop bet. I don't think he'll leave his feet once. <laughs> I don't. Like, he'll, be, he'll move around, he'll run, but he'll never be knocked down once. He'll never be knocked down, nor go up Not to even a to rope. a knee. Not, not even, even to, to a knee. knee. Well, there we go. No. Yeah, it's a good one. He will not leave his feet. Yeah. For a year, he will not leave his feet. Wow. <laughs> That's a bold claim. Wow. Uh, anyways, we'll save those prop bets. Uh, Alexa's Playground. She's got her little jack-in-the-box. Tells some more stories, going over the feud with Randy. And then she opens the box, and we see the Fiend is just sitting there beside her. A big charred 
piece of uh, overcooked bacon. Yeah, it looks like a yeah, <laughs> lot of lot of lot of jerky. Yeah, like someone just glued jerky to them. <laughs> you know, you can kind of see it see it start to peel off. <laughs> uh, backstage, Drew McIntyre. He's still sitting around waiting because of that bounty, uh, waiting to be attacked. But no one's come after him yet. So uh, he's sick of waiting. He storms into the locker room, just starts yelling at people, telling them to step up. And he's disappointed. So he starts going around trying to pick fights with people. Uh, a couple guys attack. Don't even know who. I think it was Angel Garza. But he just tosses them like they're nothing. Oh, Headbutts Drew Gulak. Uh, then he goes over to Ricochet. And he says he'll fight him. So, hey, it's nice to have Ricochet in a match. <laughs> <laughs> nice to have Ricochet on Monday Night Raw. <laughs> yeah. He's just been sitting around with that hat for so long. With that hat, well, you know he's on main event every single week. Him, it's me. It's uh, uh, Ricochet and Tucker for the uh, 14th consecutive week. <laughs> See, I won't even, I won't fact check, but it could be true. I think they had a stretch at one point. I think I remember also seeing a somewhere. It was a stretch of Natalia and Sarah Logan. Yeah, they had like 12 in a row. Yeah, it was something yeah. like they just kept going every single week with nothing at stake. Yeah, because no one's watching. They're like, well, I'll just keep practicing. Get better. <laughs> yeah, all it is but, is glorified uh, practice before a taping of SmackDown. Yeah. Uh, Shayna Baszler takes on Naomi one-on-one. Uh, they were actually looking pretty good in the ring together. But, of course, I don't know. There was a bunch of Naya was there. So Reginald's there. And Lon is there. Everyone's there. Everyone starts shoving each other. And Dana and Mandy, they were there. So everyone's just fighting each other. Hopefully this all ends up as the... The tag team match at WrestleMania, but back in the ring, Naomi pins Shayna. So yeah, she deserves a title shot. Her and Lana, throw them all in. Every all these women, they need a match. Man, so, every throw. single time uh, the women's tag, the like the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship comes on screen, it's just an overbooked mess, right? This is just a hot. Every single, it's always a hot mess, and they never get out of it. <laughs> it's like they're doing it on purpose. Yeah. Well, right now, I think they're just like. I mean, hopefully, this should be the way it's going, where they're just like, we just got to throw every team we have into this really quick, even though they didn't build them for the last six months up to this. But I want that multi-man match, so let's do it. Yeah, so what? The Shayna, Naya, Naomi, Lana, Dana, Mandy. And then throw in Tamina, Natalia, and the Riot Squad. Yeah, throw the Riot Squad. Who cares? See, we have the bodies. (laughs) We have the bodies here. But we haven't seen the Riot Squad. We're choosing not to. Yeah, so I don't know. We'll see. But uh, backstage, we got more Riddle. He's scootering around. He scooters on up to Asuka. Starts talking to her. Pitching ideas about selling scooters in Japan, I think. But then mid-sentence, he just forgets his lines. And he looks into the camera, and he's like, I'm sorry. And he just walks off. And then Asuka is like a deer in headlights. She's, uh... And then she just moves on. So I couldn't tell. Was this a botch? Where's the shoot meter? Was this real or was this? I had no idea. Because um, it fits in with his character where he's just so stoned. He's like, oh, I forget. And then he walks off. But it also seemed real because like, they looked in the camera, which you don't you normally do. You never stare down the barrel. Never break yeah. that fourth wall. And just for, but like, but then you would think even so, if he was making a mistake, would be more reason for him not to do that. And he, like, broke his stoner voice. He was like, hey, oh, and then he's like, oh, I'm sorry. And then he scooters away. 
I have I don't know. no it was funny, idea <laughs> where that shoot meter is. Uh, yeah, it caught me off guard, though. So I guess in that sense, it's like, yeah. That, that yeah, because right gre- Asuka looked off guard, too. She's like, what? And then she just walked. Like, too like, surprised then she was trying to look surprised. Like, yeah. that's like, it almost felt like genuine, <laughs> like, oh, what are we doing? <laughs> So, so it's hard. It's hard to it tell. was fun though. It, it was I, yeah. If anyone can get away with it, it actually it may fits. have been one of the highlights of Raw this week <laughs> from yeah. Monday Night Raw. Sad this to week. say, but yeah, it, it might have been. Yeah. Uh, but then Adam Pierce is in the ring because he's got business. So we bring out Oscar and Rhea Ripley for the WrestleMania contract signing, and uh, Ripley just cuts a cocky promo, says I'm going to win the title, and you know signs the contract, and then Oscar signs without hesitation. And then she just laughs, cuts a promo in Japanese, says, Rhea, you have the talent, but you are not ready for it. But before she can finish, Ripley flips the table, slamming it right into Asuka's face. It was recently repaired dental work. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then Nia and Shayna come out. <laughs> Why not? We haven't had enough of them tonight. They come out with Reggie, cut a promo, saying, hey, where's our WrestleMania match? And they challenge Asuka and Rhea to a title match next week, which they accept. So we're doing this again? We're doing this again, baby. Oh, my <laughs> God. It's so nice knowing that there's another set of women's tag team championships uh, out there in the world. Yeah. I mean, NXT, yeah, thank God Regal stepped in. Thank God They never want to go hold of this bullshit. Thank God Hunter runs a tight ship over there. Thank Christ. Um, <sighs> yeah. Quick, uh... I guess a quick side note related to this. Did you hear some of the Andrade-related stuff from his big interviews when he released? No, just he's released, no 90 day, and uh, let's go. Yeah, he kind of spilled some news on Charlotte, I guess. Which Kind of, which I guess, was? pertaining. Well, it was funny because at the beginning of the interview, he was like, oh, I don't want to really talk much about Charlotte and say anything. And then he just proceeds to say a bunch of stuff about her. Uh, but he's like, yeah, a little while ago that, WWE medical called and said that there's like an elevation in this thing in your body. You might be pregnant. So they pulled her thinking she was pregnant. Oh. And then she got tests done. She's not pregnant. Uh, but I guess she wasn't cleared or I don't know. So that was something that happened. Right. Other things happened and then they took her off the poster and I don't know. But he was also saying other things though. Some of it might be political. But either way, uh, if this does seem thrown together, it's probably because it is because Charlotte was supposed to be involved. Yeah, I know. Um, well, I think I th- no. I think my only th- what the heck moment is why did Nia and Shayna come out at all? Well, I guess uh, yeah, they want that tag thing for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's oh, that makes sense. But they want it for no reason, right? That they makes want sense. it for no reason. That makes right? sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean it does, right? No. Uh, let's just so move along. Bizarre, yeah. And I guess that's the match next week. Yeah, because, I mean, we fuck, we got to set up this real tag title match. We know they're not going to win. Oh, my Oscar God. And Rio. Oh, my God. Anyways, Drew McIntyre takes on Ricochet. And at this point, I'm like, whoa, Ricochet's in the main event. Even a match on Raw's rare. From right main now. event to main event. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, Drew, he hits him with the, well, at one point, I think Drew hit ricochet with the the highest elevated back body drop i've ever seen he was like 10 feet up in the air when he flipped him it was impressive wow and he just it just put him down <laughs> immediately yeah just, <laughs> uh but anyways yeah drew just tosses him all around ricochet has a little bit of a comeback he goes for a 450 splash but drew avoids it hits the claymore gets the win 
But then right after, uh, it turns out this isn't going to be the main event because Mustafa Ali comes out, attacks Drew from behind, and Drew challenges him. Uh, so it looks like Mustafa Ali's getting to be the main event, taking on Drew <laughs> with his new green pants on. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Ali looked all right. He's in control. But then Drew hits the Claymore, gets the three anyways. Another uh, one. Two straight. Bang, bang. Bang, bang. Just like that. He gets on the microphone, tells Lashley to be a man, get out here, finish it himself. So Bobby comes down, gets in the ring, and Drew just cuts a prom- promo on him about WrestleMania. And Lashley rub- he rebuttals. They come to blows. Drew gets the better of Lashley, dumps him to the floor. But then King Corbin shows up. And attacks Drew McIntyre, hits the deep six, and then Lashley puts him in the heart lock three times in a row as Corbin's just yelling instructions at him. So Bobby and Corbin standing tall to end the show. What's going on here? I should have known Baron Corbin wasn't on SmackDown. I should have known that he had to show up because he has to contractually, he has to be on television at least once every seven days. And you know what? I think they were calling him Baron Corbin and not King Oh, really? I may be that wrong, would be, it'd be nice fun. if they just subtly got rid of the king. That would be fun, you know, like a move over. You know, cause I had no problem. Remember his like manager of SmackDown gimmick or manager of Raw gimmick? Yeah. I didn't really have a problem with that. Like, you know, the way he kind of have like, you know, like dress pants and like a little shirt and like the vest. <laughs> For a little while. Yeah, sure. That's fine. Whatever. I don't like his new look and it's bad. And the, ca- the crown looks dumb on a bald head. Crown looks cool. Crowns look <laughs> cool on, you know, flowing locks. They don't look cool yeah. on bald heads. Um, Mustafa Ali was not wearing his retribution gear. No, new gear, kind of a similar looking logo. I think it was like an A instead of an R. Okay, yeah, similar thing, but, but at green least, pants, uh, different color. Yeah, at least you know that could mean the end. You know, really solidifying the end of retribution as it was. Uh, yeah, it sucks that uh the hurt business broke up. But um, maybe if they had to break up so that Lashley can be booked as like a capable champion who does not need backup, it would be for the best. But then yeah. he has Baron Corbin. And then I'm just like, but then why? <laughs> why? Yeah, the Corbin thing yeah, really came so out of nowhere. So bizarre, right? Um, yeah, hopefully we can. We have one more week to figure this out. <clears throat> uh, so hopefully we can figure it out before then. Uh, Mike, should we take a break? Yeah, let's take a break. Let's take a break. We're going to come back because, of course, we have the Wednesday Night War coming up. So you're going to want to stick around for that. Back part two of the podcast here uh, covering the Wednesday Night War. Uh, Mike, if you had to choose, I'm going to play a little game, a little one off of choose for you just a quick just one off you you only get would one would you rather just a quick i guess it is technically a would you rather um <laughs> but i guess it, yeah more of a choose okay choose the original og version of love story off of fearless or the brand new 2020 technology <laughs> recorded version of fearless choose god uh, love story go uh well I mean, they are. I've heard them both, of course. They are sound very, very, very similar, which is the whole point. She's only re-recording them because of licensing. Because she wants issues. more money. No, she owns the rights to all of her songs, but not the rights to her original recordings. Because yeah. Scooter Braun is a cheap asshole, and 
It's tough to say. She wants to well, own her own music. Well, that's the thing. So anyways. You're a Swifty, so that's, you're not going to budge on that particular subject. Yeah. But at the end of the day, uh, you know, the original is the one I've heard the most. It's the one I'm used to. So if I had to choose one for now and forever, it would still be the original. Okay. But the difference, you probably, no one would probably really notice. She's got a slightly older voice now, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. By, uh, but, yeah, 10 years or so, 10, 12 years yeah. or so. But she's only released, she hasn't, the whole album comes out soon, I think, so I've only heard the one song so far. Yeah, me too. Me too. Just wanted to, Brad, just wanted to ask which one you as a fan prefer. Did you compare the two versions yourself? We did listen to both at the same, we tried, we, but we did listen to both we? the exact same what, time. We? you and your yeah, significant just some, just other? No, just some friends at work uh, 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 the other are day. Are they Swifties, or was it more of an experimental thing? They are not Swifties, no. This was more just us having the conversation. Are they anti-Swifties? I don't think so. We're aware okay. that you're an army and there's no convincing you otherwise, right? Just it's like not really an army. I don't care oh, if people you're an don't army. like her or anything. <laughs> or no, I or, mean, no rather, power and numbers, sure. We were having the conversation about mechanical rights of pieces of music. That that was where our conversation stemmed yeah. from. Like you know the whole situation. Oh yeah, well aware it. of the whole situation and how contracts work and things like that and uh, what was it? The big red machine records in the first place, and how they were, yeah. the, how they took a huge risk signing this person for a deal. You know, all the, all those sorts. I mean, of it's uh, really, yeah. At the end of the day, it's not a whole lot different. Like when the Beatles remastered all their albums and shit. Different? No, it's different. Remastering is. I mean, not it's different because she's re-recording the songs. Yeah, but very I mean, different. But very remastering different. can change the complete dynamic. No, of it but it doesn't with. change who owns the mechanical rights of the piece of well, music. Well, that, and no, that's for that part, where, it's That's better. where our conversation was coming. I think it stemmed from... I'm talking about as a listener more. I think, yeah, I think it stemmed from listening to, you know, like you, you search Led Zeppelin on Spotify and it'll be like the 1994 remaster, like, you know, whatever the fuck that means. But, you yeah. know, versus this as being like a completely new physical medium. Yeah. So it's uh, it's 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 interesting to see, you know, there's probably three people in the entire world who could afford that. <laughs> and she's one of them. Uh, so it's great. It's great to see. Uh, yeah. Well, afford it. At the end of the day, it's it's making more money for her. It's saving her money by owning her catalog. Yeah, that's what it is. Right. I mean, it's pretty much unless you're Drake. BTS or Taylor Swift, you cannot afford your own music. So it's just nice to see, you know, this, you know, uh, hopefully it means that, uh, will it mean that record companies will let smaller acts own their own music? Probably not. But uh, it is nice to see that uh, Taylor Swift gets to come in for a couple hours a day, bang out some lyrics, and then uh, make her millions, you know? That's all you really want to do at the end of the day, work a couple hours and make millions of dollars. Uh, yeah, I mean, she's always been her own writer, and so she owns all her stuff, so she had that in her back Own the pocket. songwriting credits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there's three types of, yeah, there's like, th- there's multiple different kinds. There's three rights, I believe, to like a piece of music, and she mm. just wants to own them all. Who, you know, just like a Pokemon. You think Taylor Swift wants to stop at 150? No, she wants Mew. Well... Yeah, 150 number one hits. I'm sure she could break that. <laughs> 151 hits, hopefully. Uh, let's move on to our Wednesday Night War here. Great to hear. Uh, great to hear that you're an OG original type of fan. None of these Gen Alpha <laughs> I think new for fans. The, yeah, I think for the most part, when it comes to any piece of medium, I'll prefer the original, untouched. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, they're talking about WWE related. Now that it's on Peacock, there's a couple things they're removing. Um uh, you know, some of it I understand. It's like racial stuff, but I think 
I prefer just having a warning saying, hey, this episode may contain some uh, racially... I've seen some type of notice like that <clears throat> before where it was... Uh, fuck. I, I don't think I saw it in person, but it was in a situation where, yeah, something... No, um, you know what it was? It was I was watching a, a Charlie Chaplin movie on Netflix, mm -hmm. and before it came out was like a statement from Netflix like, this film was made... I'm pretty much saying like, this film was made at a, t that a different time. Here it is. Like, that's yeah. kind of what it was, you know, kind of gist of it saying was like, you know, or, but it used different words like social, a different social, you know. Yeah. I no, I mean, that's what I think, like, you know, give the viewer the option if they want to, because they removed a whole match from WrestleMania 6 or something. That What was the match? It was Roddy Piper versus Bad News Brown. Okay. But Roddy, Pi Roddy Piper, like, painted half his body black. So I guess it's kind of blackface. Yeah. But uh, I mean, it look yeah, it looked it looked bad. But I don't know I, I don't know if he was going for blackface or if it was like a Braveheart body paint look. It was like a full Braveheart gimmick, or maybe it was like half and half, half white, half black. Or maybe he it might have been black. He really uh, he he really likes the black and white cookie. You know. Yeah. <laughs> two but they colors, completely two flavors like, working together in harmony. Yeah. To me, the WrestleMania collection feels incomplete when you cut a match out. Even, you know, just give the person the option. Say, do you want to watch this or not? Oh. <laughs> there, yeah, there, there was a scene, speaking of the peacock, there was a scene from The Office that got cut out that uh, I noticed from one, of the, from one of the later seasons of The Office. Was it something racial? Yeah, it was when a character shows up in blackface. Oh, like full on? Yeah. yeah, it was. I mean, Michael Scott does some racial I think it was the one him. where, uh, it's the one where Dwight is doing, like, it's not Santa Claus, but it's, like, German Santa Claus, whatever oh. it was called. And then there's, <laughs> yeah. like, a bit where, like, they ask him to stop, and then he, and, like, because there was a black, because, like, Stanley finds out, there, or they find out there's, like, a blackface character associated with it. And mm -hmm. then you see Dwight, like, texting by his, uh, you know, texting, you know, kind of at his waist. And then it cut to that guy he hired, Nate, that goofy guy, walking into the building in blackface, reading his phone, and then turning around. <laughs> but they cut out yeah. that scene. So it's weird. So Dwight still checks his phone. Mm -hmm. But then the next they time you that see out. that guy, Nate, he has, like, the makeup, like, half washed off, you know, or it's just sort of, like, a little yeah. bit on his ears and his nose or something or something. Who uh, knows? And they didn't cut any of Michael Scott's impressions. His no, nope. he does. He does Asians. He does nope. black. Michael he Scott's good Rock. to go. Hey, you can still find <laughs> the entire Chris D'Elia catalog on Netflix. So who the hell knows yeah. what the right answer? It's is. weird. Yeah, I don't. Uh, you know, I'm all for protecting. Uh, I don't even know what. Yeah, I, I don't want to say bad things. You don't have to say it, Mike. You don't have to yeah. say it. Censorship, allow the viewer to have their choice. There you go. At least, yeah, have the option to click on it. Because maybe I want to watch that yeah. Rowdy Rowdy Piper match. Who knows? Maybe <laughs> I want to go match back to WrestleMania. If you want to rank every WrestleMania match in order, you need to be able to see that. You need you need the full you need the full story, you know? So yeah. who knows? Hopefully we'll get to be able to see that. Well, hey, we're in Canada, so we still got the network. Let's move on to our Wednesday night, shall uh we let's kick off actually um with our AEW Dynamite. AEW. All Elite, they coming for you, Vince. Better watch out. It's too sweet. All right. Also going to be another big show. We're not really counting toward moving towards anything. Uh, so it's just going to be, you know, we just have another yeah. week kind of 
I mean, before we know it, Double or Nothing will sneak up on us. Uh, yeah, I guess, it is, I guess it is going to six sneak weeks up or on something. us. Uh, yeah. But we actually kick off with a big premiere. Yeah, we are finally, it's been a couple, I guess maybe three weeks or so now since Chris, Christian Cage signed over. But we're finally getting his in-ring debut here. Christian Cage taking on Frankie Kazarian. Uh, so, uh, you know, start with a bit of a lesser opponent here. But we all know what's going to happen. But, yeah, the crowd was into Christian. He was looking good. Uh, we know he can still go, though. We saw him in the Rumble a few months back. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was surprised how much of a fight Kazarian put up. They nearly went the 20-minute time limit. But uh, Christian was able to hit the kill switch, get the three count. Yeah, but, a, yeah he looked good. a great match for people like myself who is unaware of singles competition. Of course, last time uh, this was the first time in seven years that Christian Cage had a singles match. Uh, so yeah, a lot of people, you know, you got to figure out who the guy is. And he, he, he passed the first test, the first Wednesday night test, you know, <laughs> yeah, deliver a good. strong physical competitive performance in one of the, uh, you know, uh, maybe dare I even say like a gatekeeper of AEW, right? You know, SCU at there had been there since the beginning, former champions mm-hmm. themselves, uh, and yeah, the two threw everything they had at each other. Uh, fucking Captain Charisma, he's back. He's back. Uh, outwork everyone. I still don't. I mean, I know what he's saying. I mean, saying, I guess he but... outworked Frankie Kazarian in that match. <laughs> yeah, he outworked him. But, you know, there's other guys on the show. There's other so guys sure. that could make it. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> but very oh, no, strong Christian, first showing. Yeah, he's good. I'm sure he'll he'll get mixed in a feud. Yep. A, 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 yeah. Something to sink his teeth into soon enough. Uh, but here's a feud that uh, not much of us have had a whole lot of interest in. But we're getting Cody Rhodes taking on QT Marshall in an exhibition match with good old Arn Anderson as a special guest referee. But, um, yeah, they've just been doing this nightmare family drama for a little bit. So in the ring, they're going back and forth. Cody doesn't really want to fight him. He's holding back. You know, he doesn't want to do the figure four or the, the crossroads. But, uh QT's targeting his shoulder. He disrespects Cody, slapping him in the face. Uh, he gets thrown outside the ring. Cody holds the ropes to let him back in. So QT steps in, but then he goes over to Arn and punches him in the face, just knocking him out. And he just walks off to the back, or yeah, up the ramp, shaking his head. Took a big so one. The whole nightmare. Fa- <laughs> the whole nightmare family, all fifteen of them, they they storm the <laughs> ring to help Arn. Uh, but then Aaron Solo, Nick Camarado, and Anthony Agogo. Did I get it right? Do you uh, Nick Nick Camarado? Hey, eh? now you know who he is. Yeah, now I know the big guy, the hairy guy, <laughs> yeah, right? See, that's what I always been saying. <laughs> yeah, I remembered him this week. I'm like, oh, that's the one. <laughs> now I'll remember his name forever. Hopefully. Thank you. Uh, but anyways, those three guys, they were all in there, and they start attacking the Nightmare Family as QT turns around and smiles, and he's instructing all these guys. So. They got their own little faction now. Uh, they just, yeah, Lee Johnson gets powerbombed onto the ramp. Dustin gets busted open somehow, of course. Anytime he <laughs> gets a why chance not? to bleed. Yeah, he just, yeah. So he's bleeding. Uh, they grab the steel steps, which are bigger and heavier. Seem more harder to maneuver than the WWE style. <laughs> I never noticed that. But uh, Anthony, or no, Camarado, he's the big one. He picks up the steel steps, puts them on top of the ramp. And then QT hits a massive pile driver to Dustin, slamming that bleeding skull into the steel steps. And then they all get a hold of Cody and the Olympic bronze medal boxer, a go-go. 
he lands a stiff body shot that just puts Cody down and they position Cody on the steps. They got a skull there. QT's ready to smash it in with a chair. But uh, Red Velvet comes out to make the save. Stop all this madness. Because Cody's got no one else. No other friends. <laughs> so poor little Red Velvet has to come out. But it uh, looks like the family's splitting up a little bit. Finally. Uh, does, 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 does Cody Rhodes ever get tired of those closest to him turning on him? I mean, first <laughs> we had him and Dustin at Double or Nothing. Then we had MJF. Now QD, you know, now we have Marshall and all of his Nightmare Factory students. At one point, you have to wonder, is this, is, is this on the, is, is, is this a, is this showing us the type of men, the characters of the men that around Cody that he is creating? Um, you Maybe know what? It's the what type of character Cody is? What about Cody's mentorship makes him so susceptible to backstabbing? Uh, I do like the angle of Marshall. You know, kind of like recruiting his own students to do his dirty work. Yeah. You know, we've been hearing they they they've been saying it for months, right? QT Marshall kind of like leads the gym over there at the Nightmare Family or whatever. The Nightmare Factory. Nightmare Factory. That's what it was called. Yeah. Maybe that's what they'll call these guys, even though maybe they need their own name. You know, yeah, it's sort of like and the factory. You, yeah, and uh, <laughs> which is fine, but there's this one thing, and there's two different ways of doing the match where you guys are friends, but you have to have a match. Uh, yeah. I think a few weeks ago, like any time, and we've seen at least th three times in AEW is whenever uh, Penta and Ray Phoenix just have to have a match. It happened um, in a tournament of some kind. I think a couple weeks back, maybe a month ago. They, but like they had to have a match and they always just they'll go bang 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 fly flip yeah. fly flip and the next week we're all good because we had to have the match or that match from Re the tag match from revolution bucks kenny hangman it's like they're buddies but they have to do this yeah uh and then we have this version of it right the like we're friends but we're taking it easy on each other because we don't want to and well, it's like yeah cody didn't want to cody QT didn't want to at least intent. yeah you know uh, well, one other thing to note, I think this is one of the very few matches in AEW history to not have a finish, like a no contest. Hmm. I can't think. Yeah, you're right. I can't think of another one that, uh, you know, resulted in something like this. You could be right. I mean, it was technically an exhibition, so I don't know if it matters anyway. Oh, right. yeah. Well, then it's so, not counting against the... Uh, <laughs> so it doesn't really matter, but whatever. the fucking win-loss. Just yeah. fun to know. Interesting. Uh... John Moxley comes out to take on Cesar Bonini. Bononi? I can't remember. We saw him last week, though, so... We saw him. No, he's been <laughs> he's been around recently. Fantastic. Uh, apparent, I don't know. Apparently, I heard some news. One of his family members is having some health troubles or something. Mm. So I think they're trying to get him on TV more, help the guy out a little bit. That's so nice. good for him. That's get nice. him some exposure. Yeah. Uh, he had Nick Nemeth and Dre, J.D. Drake in his corner trying to help him out. Mm -hmm. So maybe they got their own little factory going on who knows <laughs> factions are a big thing in AEW, and yeah. i like it uh anyways they try to interfere but moxley overcomes it he reverses a pump handle pump handle slam into a sleeper hold uh which knocks out benoni and gets the win yeah man fucking ryan nemeth looks exactly like dolph ziggler like yeah. sometimes you'll kind of catch them, like depending on the way he's standing or his the expression face. on your face, on his face. His yeah, orange you're like, tan. You're the same fucking dude. You are the exact yeah. same fucking dude. It's, it's like uh, your forehead, your chin, your eyes. Yeah, the hair color, uh, <laughs> everything about it. Yeah, it's wild. It's fun. Uh, then we <laughs> we go backstage to the Pinnacles locker room. Uh, MJF presents the group with their own personal stylist to 
get them set up with some nice new suits. And he also got them an interior decorator. Uh, change up this locker room. Uh, and then he opens the bathroom door. And inside is the inner circle members just scowling, looking angry. So he just kind of closes the door on them and says, we got to go. <laughs> and then he, <laughs> he opens the locker room door to get out. But Jake Hager is there. And he just punches him in the face. And then the backstage brawl begins. Uh, Sean Spears gets his hand, his head slammed. Or his, yeah, the door just slammed right on his head. You kill a man like that. All you know. <laughs> Not good. Sean Spears lives on the edge. <laughs> uh, Wardlow, he gets put through a massage table. At least that wouldn't hurt as much. Uh, Cash Wheeler, he gets thrown into an ice bath. A little chilly. <laughs> uh, Dax, he's just bleeding from the head somehow. We don't know what happened here. Eh, I think that might have been that might have been gimmicked blood. But that's okay in a setup segment. Uh, and then Jericho gives MJF the old swirly in the toilet. And then he slams him through the glass door of the Pepsi fridge before finally opening up a bottle of the bubbly and just pouring it on to his fallen body, body and telling him, this is our dressing room, bitch. And they drag him out, rip the pinnacle sign off the wall, and put up a new inner circle sign. So they're going to battle over this dressing room for a while. This was fantastic. I loved, uh, I, I was fan, great reveal. It was, yeah. And then, you know, <laughs> with the assault and Jericho, yeah, was, as soon as I saw him, it was just the new gimmick Jericho. He just had this baby face Jericho. Yeah. He has like that stubbly beard, his hair. He was wearing his hair different and a different shirt. Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay. You've he changed. He had like a, I don't even know if he did just from my visual memory. I feel like he had like a top ponytail thing going on or something. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe know. something like that. But <laughs> but as know. soon as we, as soon as I saw him, it was just gimmick changed. Gimmick yeah, changed gimmick change, once baby again. Face. Entering what? Our fourth gimmick, our fourth Chris Jericho gimmick here in, uh, in AEW, maybe our third uh <laughs> yeah great job and this is gonna be um you know who knows this could be the blood and guts match that we've been promised for years uh <laughs> pinnacle versus inner circle eventually they have to have a thing and uh or we yeah. could see another what was it called the stadium stampede yeah they could have like a locker room locker room uh something, something. <laughs> they have to fight for ownership of that locker room though yeah. eventually because it's become a stand like yeah visually when you see the inside of that locker room you know whose it is like the Dark Order's hangout. Right. Lounge. Yeah, you know that that's the like Dark Order's place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we go backstage. I think Don Callis just has some words with the Bucks. How they broke Kenny's heart after all he gave to them. And he just slaps Matt in the face, calls him pathetic. Yeah, more Good of old. the same. <laughs> yeah. This, Dark shades, Don. Yeah, this whole AEW, this, uh, this Kenny and Impact thing is starting to fall a little flat for me. Just because yeah. I feel like we're getting uh, the same thing every week without Kenny actively uh, kind of participating in AEW, you know? Does that make sense? Yeah, when's uh, when's that paper? End of April. Up? Like yeah, two so weeks we post Mania. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 You know, it's been uh, yeah, a little bit absent as the, as the AEW world champion. But I don't know. Yeah, a little different than we thought it would be. Uh, well, he's coming out here, Kenny Omega, teaming up with the Good Brothers to take on Laredo Kid and the Lucha Brothers. Yeah, some good old trios action here. Uh, so yeah, high flying, super kicks all over the face place. <laughs> and uh, face. One <laughs> and face, yeah, that's true. Fun little spot where I, I don't know if I've seen before, where Kenny Omega picks Gallows up in like a piggyback 
And then he walks over to Laredo Kid, and then Carl Anderson comes running in, jumps on the both of them, and they do like this big triple splash. <laughs> Fun team move. But uh, anyways, lots of great team maneuvers from the Luchas as well, but we see that all the time from them. Mm-hmm. Uh, comes down to Laredo and Kenny. He hits a V-trigger and the one-winged angel to get the win. Another strong performance by the Laredo Kid, but uh, poor Pac. Shouldn't Pac be in that... Uh... That exact uh, yeah. position, you know, he's he's uh he could get phased out pretty soon. I mean, I hope not, but uh, maybe that was uh, maybe Laredo was in there to eat the pin. I don't know. Hmm. But then Don Callis comes down to celebrate with the group. But then John Moxley comes out, followed by the Young Bucks, and they chase the heels off. So uh, this seems to be pushing the Bucks alignment uh, into the babyface zone. After kind of being in the middle for a while. Well, we knew they were going to have to pick a side. They have to pick a side yeah. between, you know, the, the, the good brothers are not good for Kenny. They're not <laughs> a good influence. They're bad brothers. They're bad yeah, brothers. No, they're not. Yeah. That's true. Uh, so, we'll see. Mox and Bucks, though. That, that's an interesting combo. The Mox. The Mux. <laughs> the Mux, yeah. Uh, Nyla Rose teams up with Bunny. Just Bunny. Uh, to take on Hikaru Shida and Tai Conti. Um, yeah, the match is fine. You had the, uh, what is the Matt Hardy group called? Uh, Matt oh, Hardy Matt, office? Matt, um, MPO, I MPO. think is the... Something office. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, we'll get there. I don't want to look it up. There, I, I feel like I should yeah. know this. <laughs> <laughs> they are on one side. The Dark Order is on the other side. So, match was all right. Uh, we get some big dives. I think eventually Vicky Guerrero, she distracts the ref, which allows the bunny to nail Conti with a kendo stick. And then she hits down the rabbit hole to get the three count, which has got to be the biggest win of Bunny's dynamite career, I think. Yeah, I don't think we've seen her. Uh... Maybe the only win. <laughs> yeah, gooey, maybe the only win. <laughs> um, uh... Ty Conti, though, is the top of the women's division power rankings right now. I think she's yeah. undefeated in singles action here in uh, 2021. I mean, we're still just biding our time. We, I think at one point we had a backstage Rebel and Britt Baker promo, but she's still not in that title picture, which is, you know, we're delaying the inevitable. Yeah, when are we, uh, you know, when are we dropping the hammer on that or pulling the yeah. trigger? Trigger or got to be i mean come on i mean we're, we got to be i mean think i think double or nothing will be one year of hikaru shida i think so may yeah. may ish yeah. yeah so maybe that's the time to do it mm-hmm. that's in a month i don't know uh but let's go to the main event we got tag team action miro kip sabian take it on chuck taylor and orange cassidy in an arcade anarchy match anarchy so, yeah, basically, falls count anywhere. You got a bunch of arcade classics around the outside of the ring. You know, your Mortal Kombat, Space Invaders, Whack-A-Mole, Air Hockey, all the, you know, some fun All the classic carnival-style carnival arcade games. Yeah. They even had a prize booth on the wall full of weapons to be used. Yeah, I would have liked if we uh, had the one, you know, the one which is like uh, the water gun? Oh, yeah. That you, you fill, fill and then the balloon the goes target. up? Or something like yeah. that. It would have been nice to, you know, if one of these guys kind of just got water gunned. <laughs> yeah, that might be difficult to set up in there. I mean, I'm sure they could do it. They could definitely This AEW, we can do it. This is this is Daly's yeah. place, baby. <laughs> well, anyways, uh, another thing. Fun, I think, I don't know. Did he come out to this last week? But Orange Cassidy now comes out to a new song. 
Where Is My Mind by the Pixies, which is way better and more memorable than his old tune. I don't think I noticed that. Uh, I don't think I noticed that. No. You didn't notice that this week I, either? I don't think so. Wow. No. Yeah, it was, Sometimes uh... I cut through. Sometimes <laughs> I just kind of cut past. Uh, no, the, I do. Uh, I cut past intros. entrances too. Huh. But uh, yeah, it stood out to me because you don't hear many licensed tracks like that. Never. That was pretty cool. No. Yeah. Uh, anyways, on to this match. We get, uh, yeah, we get into the weapons. Uh, Orange Cassidy throws Sabian through the back of the whack-a-mole and starts smacking him with the mallet. Uh, Chuck gets suplexed onto a barricade, but that's not an arcade machine, so I don't know why they did that. <laughs> but then, I don't know, we get some dives off the machines. Everyone starts grabbing weapons off the prize wall. Even though they don't have tickets, they're just stealing. Uh, I remember one time I was playing one of those games that gives out tickets. And as I pulled the ticket, the machine like popped open, and I just grabbed the whole pile of tickets right out of there. You did. You went for it, eh? <laughs> I just grabbed it. Yeah. Well, I mean, hey, Boy. it's you know, it's their fault. I'm like, oh, I won the ultimate prize, winner, winner. It's their fault Jackpot. for not uh, having a secure, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, machine. So yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, they grab their weapons off the prize ball, start smacking each other. Uh, they end up. They bury Miro under a bunch of debris, and uh, Chuck grabs a teddy bear off the wall. He turns it around. There's a little strip of tape on the back, so he rips it open and pours out a bunch of those unforgiving Lego bricks, which Tony Schiavone sells well. Yeah, but, yeah, <laughs> yeah or um, yeah, who used those? Michael Nakazawa. Yeah, it's been used before, oh, okay. but it's a fun little. Yeah, it's basically the the thumbtacks comedy spot. <laughs> yeah, uh, we wanted to be thumbtacks, but we don't want blood. Okay, use Lego. <laughs> yeah, so Kip Sabian, it's a big sit-out powerbomb to chuck onto the Lego. But Orange Cassidy breaks up the pin. Uh, and then he he hits Kip with the orange punch. So he's got the match one. Aubrey goes to make the pin. But then Penelope pulls her out at the two count. But there's no DQ here. So uh, Orange Cassidy goes to intervene. But then Penelope kicks him right in the tangerines. Um, and then she pulls off her thin lady belt to, to smack him with it. But then they're, they're wrestling right in front of this claw machine. And out from under the prizes emerges the returning Chris Statlander. I've been waiting for this. Mm -hmm. And what a fun little surprise. She just pops up from the claw machine like the alien in Toy Story. <laughs> um, she slams the front of this thing and the plastic just pops off right into Penelope's face. Uh... So Ford tries to run away, but Statlander grabs a hold of her. Uh, they're on the outside of the ring on the apron, and then she just hits this amazing twisting fisherman driver off the apron through the air hockey table onto the floor. Awesome spot. What a moment. Big return. In a main event, no less, she gets to return. That's nice. Yeah. What's the look at that? Yeah. So uh, that was fun. And then Miro, he ends up, he recovers. He gets out from that pile and just starts unloading. Uh, and then in, at one point, Orange Cassidy and Chuck, they're kind of beaten down. They start crawling away up the ramp when good old Sue, she pulls up in the white minivan and out of the back comes the returning Trent. Two returns and one main event. <laughs> what a fun night. Uh, the best friends are fully back together, so they start triple teaming Miro, uh, but he's able to fight them off a little bit. And then he goes back over to the van, hops onto the hood. He's ready to do some crazy shit to Sue. But thankfully, Trent steps in, beats him up a bit, 
Uh, they fight back down to the ring. And then Miro picks up a Mortal Kombat machine. But it was, it was one of those arcade one-up recreations. <laughs> you couldn't pick up a real machine like that. Probably not. Uh, anyways, he, he tries to smash him with it, but Trent avoids. Nails him with a stool. Spears him through a table. Uh, and then Chuck picks up Kip. Hits a big running power slam through the stage, which I think was just a bunch of tables under a black curtain. Yeah, it didn't seem like but, a bunch. <laughs> <laughs> but he broke him through it. Uh, and that gets the best friends the win. Big win. They celebrate in the ring with Statlander to a big four-way hug. As the Pixies play once again, uh, Sue honks her horn. And it felt like the end of a 90s movie. With the <laughs> it was nice. But you didn't notice. You didn't notice the song. I don't think either. I noticed it. No. The way they close with the hug. And it was oh, like, I noticed oh, that. No, I just, I just didn't notice the song. No. Yeah. Wow. It was cool. Yeah. If they start licensing tracks out, that'd be cool. Or if it was just a one-time. No, it's not a one-time. It's his new song. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. But um, yeah. But yeah, fun ending. Fun ending to main event. What a, or to what a great main event. The best friends are, have quickly established themselves as the masters of the chaotic street fight. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Which this was, you know, with a little bit of their arcade bit, you know, fun spots, creative. Miro looked great. Uh, yeah, Miro looked really good. Who was only undone, really, when the numbers proved too much. Yeah. So even in defeat, he still looks pretty good. Yeah, and the and the uh, and the two two returns. That's fun. Yeah, uh, and if I can get a Statlander Penelope Ford match out of this, I'd be very happy with that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Chris Statlander was doing well before she had to go away for injury, so there is no reason why she couldn't come back and uh, do you know and uh, kind of be in an, an important scene right away. Yeah, looking forward to it. But yeah, what she's gonna do. Yeah. Yeah, what another great main event on this show. And yeah, I mean, AEW not really built. This is just, it feels like we're building towards something all the time. But this is just a normal week in uh, in AEW. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, nice, nice, yeah, nice two big returns there. And see, we'll get more follow-up from them next week, I'm sure. Well, let's hop across uh, the cable airwaves, as it were, um, because we just finished our AEW. So let's go back in time and check out some WWE NXT. NXT. What does it mean? I don't know, but it's good wrestling. NXT. Watch and see. Gotta tap out a count out of one, two, three. So. This is the last one before NXT TakeOver stand and deliver the monumental two-night event. Yeah, and uh, I guess also the second last ever Wednesday night NXT. Wow. And by virtue, the end of the Wednesday Night War. Yeah, yeah. Not really. Next week doesn't really count. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> but, you know, this is it's it. been rumored. This is it. The Wednesday uh, Night Wars were fun. Yeah, they do officially announce during this show that they're coming to Tuesday starting April 13th. So I think they did it just so they can have that perfect eight-day streak of wrestling <laughs> on WrestleMania week. <laughs> on the WrestleMania week. They, uh, but yeah, so I mean, guys, so I guess our Monday through Friday would be Raw, NXT, AEW, Impact, SmackDown. That's our five nights, bing, bang, 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 bang. Uh, but let's get to this NXT show. Roderick Strong takes on Cameron Grimes. Yeehaw. Uh, and Roderick Strong, this is first time in a long time where he comes out and he's got his, his own music and graphics. Yep, didn't shock like, the I, system one bit. Yeah, I have no idea what he had before. The Undisputed Era, that feels like forever ago. Because it was uh, forever ago. 
Yeah, could be the same music for all I know. But <laughs> anyways, uh, Grimes comes out. He's still pitching ideas. He wants to buy that intellectual property of the Undisputed Era. And he's got some Grimes the System shirts. And he's even got the entrance song. And it's like, Grimes the System. But Roddy's not having it. He's seen enough, so he attacks him, and we have our match. And it was pretty good, you know? But uh, both men, they might want to leave a bit in the tank because they're going to be in the Battle Royal main event later. So uh, but we get a good back-and-forth match here. Uh, later on, Grimy, he pulls this foreign object out of his trunks. But uh, Roddy nails him. But then he goes over to the object, which turns out to be a Undisputed Era armband. So he picks it up and loses focus, which allows good old Grimes to come running over, hit the cave in, get the three count. Solid opener. Two great uh, people going out there. These guys could have fought at any time, uh, yeah. you know, and it would have been fun. Uh, fucking uh, Grimey landed on his head at one point in this. Uh, yeah, it was badass. And he got right back up. It was just real <laughs> cool. It was just real cool to see. Yeah, there was a couple. Someone else landed on their head pretty good this week. I forget. And they was. got right back up. <laughs> yeah. I think it might have been. Yeah. Anyways, uh, Santos Escobar comes out, issues an open challenge. Tyler Breeze answers the call. So Breeze and Escobar, yeah, they have an okay match. Mm-hmm. Uh, Escobar hits the Phantom Driver, gets the win. And then Legato, Fantasma, they beat him up after. So MSK come out to save him. And then Grizzled Young Vets appear on the screen. They cut a promo. They're all just hyping up the that triple threat tag title match. Yeah, that will be happening on one of the nights of uh, Stand and Deliver. Uh, yeah, did this show whole show feel like there was way too much promo? Um, or was it the appropriate amount for our go-home show? I couldn't quite tell. Because, uh, yeah, there, there was this, yeah, it, it felt like a long promo before uh, Breeze came out, and then they had their back and forth, and there was just like, a lot of talking all episode, which is fine. I mean, yeah, it was kind of weird because the like Breeze and Escobar, I don't know, because they were throwing the tag titles. So I don't know. I guess because they're involved in both mm-hmm. the cruiserweight. We're trying and to kill tag. two birds with one stone. Uh, yeah, but Jordan Devlin wise. was nowhere around. Yeah, so and was... I was expecting Devlin to come make a save at one point or something. Yeah, that's never, the one. Never quite happened. Yeah, so it was a little. Yeah, a little. I don't know, but, oh well. Uh, <laughs> Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell taking on. Gigi Dolan and Zeta Romare, Romare, I think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the new, the new fresh faces that they signed a little while ago. Uh, looking, they're looking all right in their debut here, but uh, they don't have the established chemistry of the way, mm-hmm. so they're not going to get the win yet. But Candice hits her wicked stepsister, and Indy follows up with a big springboard elbow drop to get the win. And then afterwards, Candice cuts a promo about them deserving a tag title shot so Shotzi and Ember come riding out on their tank to respond and they accept they will they will defend the titles against them at takeover and then they shoot Indy in the stomach with a tank missile with a, so, bl- hey. with a ballistic yeah nice shot they didn't have their belts but, on him did you realize did you notice that yeah they could have brought him out they I, I don't know tank. put him on the end of the tank I don't know yeah, but hey, we got what we wanted. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we expected it was the only title not booked yet. So our women's tag title belt, uh, it'll be fun. You know, Candice and Indy, they're an established team. So. Yeah, they're yeah they're an officially unestablished team. Yeah, so uh, and yeah. give give a uh, we have an opportunity for a championship title change. Who knows? 
Who knows? Uh, we try to get an interview backstage with Roderick, but he's leaving the building. He's saying he's done. But he's supposed to be in the Battle Royal main event tonight. So what's he thinking? Just giving that up. I don't know. Maybe he's going to go hang out with Bobby. Yeah, he's Bobby. We got to talk about this, Bobby. <laughs> no one's brought up Bobby Fish either. He was there was yeah. this long, long uh, um, promo. Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, like pre-taped, pre-filmed, all that kind of stuff. And Bobby Fish was all over the place because of, he has to be. But like yeah. nobody says his name ever. It's real weird. <laughs> Uh, backstage, Io Shirai has some words for Raquel, but Dakota grabs her from behind and she gets laid out. So they, uh, and then Raquel heads to the ring because she's got to take on Zoe Stark, who's kind of been getting featured more and more the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we don't know much about her, but they seem to have some plans for her. She's got to build up her character a bit, I guess. Yeah. Or establish some sort of character. We don't know anything really. Mm-hmm. But anyway, she puts up a good fight, but Raquel's. Not going to lose the week before her big title shot. This isn't SmackDown, right? <laughs> this isn't the main <laughs> roster. You know who's uh, getting the, you know who's getting the dubs. Yeah, she hits the big one-hour powerbomb, gets a three. But then afterwards, Io Shirai runs out, brawls with Raquel some more. But she ends up getting slammed hard to the barricade. And Gonzalez walks away. So she's two for two so far. And that single-armed powerbomb is now like the most dangerous move on NXT. Uh, yeah, you know, as we see, no as we see this it. next wave of the women's division coming up, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, we've said goodbye to Rhea Ripley. It's only a matter of time until we see goodbye to you know the likes of Io Shirai. But now we have we have a new level of a new tier that needs to come up. Yeah, lots of people ready to take the next step. Yeah, who knows? I mean, we could have Raw after Mania. Boom, Io Shirai, Oscar. Did we let the, give us that match? I mean, yeah, it's possible. You never. Uh, and then between commercial breaks, there was this interesting segment. Uh, just not, no explanation. This cute, tiny little dog just running around the Capitol Wrestling Center, just up the stairs, across the little football field. Yeah. But no context given, right? No context. Was, At least the first. It's almost like, you know, they didn't have like the puppy bowl. They'll have that. It's almost, yeah. It's like that. <laughs> it was like that, but yeah, just this cute little thing run. So Bizarre. we'll get more of that. Uh, and then, yeah, they did have a very well done. They always do a great job with these, the... I learned the name this time. The Prime Target video, okay. which was done to hype up Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly. Okay. So, yeah. Top notch. Always. They they always pull old old footage as well from their pre-WWE days. WWE. <laughs> uh, then we get some women's tag action. Caden Carter and Casey Catanzaro back from injury. Uh, I guess it was handicap match. There's two on one against Zia Lee in this feud that's been going for a little while. And uh, we kind of got our best look so far at the face of Mei Ying. They did a real good close-up on her with her yeah, her white, red, and black face paint. Well, yeah, I think Tian Sha is the name of, like, their group. The group. Yeah, the yeah. collective. Yeah. Mei Ying is the, the the one that sits there. Yes. Imposing. <laughs> uh, so anyways, mid-match, Caden Carter goes up the ramp uh, to get in Ying's face, but she gets choked down. And then Ying just blows the smoke in her. Into her face, which knocks her out. Uh, yeah, some peyote or opium. I don't mm-hmm. know what it was in there. Uh, so Casey's on her own. Zaya takes care of business. Hits that nice butterfly kick to get the win. Huh. So Tian Shaw continues looking strong here. Yeah, one of, Boa. one of these people is going to be <laughs> the women, the next NXT Women's Champion. One yeah, of I them, see I just a... don't know who. 
Oh, uh, yeah. I want to see the other two start fighting soon. Boa, we know he can fight. Yeah. And Mei Ying, we haven't even really, I mean, we've seen her choke. We haven't even really started to throw a punch or anything. <laughs> no. Well, yeah, yeah, we'll see. But either way, I'm still liking it. Liking what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Liking what they're doing. A year ago, Xia Li was at the bottom of the card, and nobody, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much nobody knew who she was. And, you know, you get that, uh, get it, getting a push. Love seeing it. Yeah. Uh, we go backstage once again. Raquel Gonzalez being interviewed. When Io, she won't give up. She attacks her again. They keep some, they pick up their fighting like the Peter Griffin and the chicken. <laughs> uh, and then Raquel picks her up and literally slams Io through the wall. Uh, and this was, this looked good the way that broke. It wasn't like a big clean, looked all jagged. Probably was just real drywall that she threw it. Might have been, yeah. <laughs> drywall doesn't hurt. So, no, you can, it's like cardboard. Uh, <laughs> So, yeah, Raquel, three for three, just looking strong as hell yeah, tonight. really is. Uh, <laughs> and then we get a follow-up clip. This little dog, he's run his way all through the Capitol Wrestling Center. He makes his way to the entrance ramp, uh, presumably to its owner, but we only see her legs, these tall, high heel boots. This cute little dog looks up, and then the words appear, See you April 13th, Frankie. I think Frankie's the girl, not the dog. <laughs> Frankie's the dog. Um, yeah, let's wait for it. <laughs> but new wrestler, new wrestler, mm-hmm. mysterious. Uh, the first episode of NXT Tuesday. So, yeah, is she gonna is she gonna bring the dog with her to the to the ring? Well, I'm, I'm sure the dog is part of the gimmick. Yeah, it's happened before. <laughs> so I'm sure it won't be like Cody's dog. It's not gonna be, be like Cody's dog. Don't worry. Do you think they'll have a handler or or something? No, no. Or like tie it to, to the tell. ring post. It's hard to tell. But really, I mean, there's no fans. <laughs> There'd be, there would be no Well, fans. but eventually. Eventually, yeah. Yeah, it's a cute dog, though. Mm-hmm. What do you think it is? A toy Pomeranian? I'm not good with dog breeds. I'm really not. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. When it comes to, like, the... the I, I can get Chihuahua. I can get, like, Pitbull. <laughs> it might be part Chihuahua. I'm just... Yeah, I'm not good at that. So I always bow out of what's yeah. the dog breed conversations. Either way, I think it's a grown little dog. And not yeah, a not a puppy. It's a real dog. Well, puppies. Well, you know what I mean. Not (laughs) (laughs) If you don't love a puppy, there's something wrong with you. Yeah, unless you were bit by a puppy or something like in the past. Oh, puppy bite doesn't hurt. Or bit maybe bit bit by by a a dog. dog. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I've been bit by a grown dog, but I'll love dog. You'll allow it. You'll allow it. Always. I mean, I didn't like it, but Uh, then we get the Gauntlet Eliminator qualifying battle royale. (laughs) So let's explain. Eleven wrestlers in the ring. The final six are all officially qualified for the gauntlet match on TakeOver Night 1. But the Battle Royal doesn't end there because these final six men will continue to fight to determine the order of entry for the gauntlet with the winner coming out last. Yep, makes sense. Uh, having that I'm on board. Yeah, so it makes sense. Yep. Uh, they're just spicing things up. So Battle Royale, you know, we get a bunch of the mid-card guys, the Pete Dunne, Leon Ruff, all those kind of guys. Uh, so standard Battle Royal stuff. Uh, Kushida, Pete Dunne, they kind of continue their beef. They both get eliminated at the same time as he does the hoverboard lock. So, uh, the important stuff, we get down to the final six. Bronson Reed, Isaiah Swerve Scott, L.A. Knight, Leon Ruff, Cameron Grimes, and Dexter Loomis, who are now all officially qualified for TakeOver Night 1. So, a good little group. Uh, Now let's determine the order. Bronson eliminates Ruff and Swerve at the same time. So those two will start the match next week. And then the other three guys take up Bronson Reed at the same time. So final three, we got Loomis, Dexter Knight. They team up on Cameron Grimes, but he pulls out wads of cash. 
He wants to pay them off, but they just sock him in the face and toss him over the ropes. So comes down to Dexter and L.A. Knight, uh, Loomis. He goes over the top rope, but he stays on the apron. So L.A. Knight goes through the middle rope and then just pulls Loomis down onto the floor to get the win. Bit of an underwhelming finish, but whatever. Well, I actually kind of liked the finish. I mean, it was clever, but like the spot itself. The spot like, itself. Okay, yeah. I actually, I actually really didn't mind. Uh, I, I really didn't mind the finish. It works for his character. It works. Yeah, for the his way character. Dexter just kind of stood. But if there. that was the end of a Royal Rumble, I might not. Well, like that's it. a good point. Well, that's a good point. <laughs> but no, I guess it wasn't that bad for Elliot. Either way, uh, he earns himself that coveted sixth position. The final position. You know what? Battle Royals can often be like tough to sell to an audience you know they're so chaotic there's going to be a commercial break in there but when there's only a, like i think it was 11 people it really helps really helps the total kind of battle royal thing it's like a limited amount you can still tell a couple stories and of course you're not you're gonna have a couple stinkers in the process but uh <laughs> la Knight got his big win you know dexter yeah. loomis still seems like the most dangerous guy uh, Bronson Reed's got the tri- chip on his shoulder, and uh, we have Swerve Scott and Leon Ruff are going to give us like five minutes of, ba- of just flippies for a couple <laughs> minutes. Like this feels like it's already going to be a very uh, well booked, or like it seems like it's going to be a good match. Yeah, and wh- I don't know if they miss if I misunderstood if they misexplained something, but like during the match when they were talking about the gauntlet portion, I think they said that the new man will enter every three minutes. So not necessarily after every pinfall. Okay. So you could have Yeah, so you you will have three, possibly four people in the ring at the yeah, same time. Bunch. Unless I heard it wrong or something, but so that makes it slightly different from a regular gauntlet. I don't know. Okay. That's just what I heard. Yeah, no, no, I believe you. I believe but you. anyways, there was one more thing to end the show, because Io Shirai, she's still gone. She gets back up. She's got drywall in her hair. But she comes out, she's fired up, cuts a promo in Japanese on Raquel. Uh, and she comes out. And they just start swinging on each other. So the locker room spills out. They have to separate them. EO just starts knocking people out all over the place. And she just hits a nice springboard splash onto Raquel to knock her down in the whole group. So EO on round four, she finally gets to stand tall to end the show. Finally, standing tall to end the show. She just fell on a bunch of women who I had no clue who the hell they were. Uh, which is always <laughs> fun, too, when you see that. Because there is no gaggle. In NXT, you know, if there's ever need, we ever need a gaggle on the main roster, we know who our big players are going to be. Uh, we've got no gaggle, and that sucks. Um, also, Johnny Gargano on commentary sounds like Corey Graves, and I don't know, I don't know how to, f- <laughs> I don't know if that's good or bad, or if I should be stoked or yeah. When he does his, yeah, they kind of put on the same voice. They put on the same voice. When they're selling things. And, yeah. uh, and they, you know, they're both in, uh, both playing the heel play-by-play. Or, sorry, not um, color, you know, being the heel yeah. color commentary. I don't know. I like the match, though. Yeah. Yeah, I get you. I also, uh, I can't wait for, because, you know, the, the, the match with the, him, uh, whoever wins, the Gargano will be on night two. I can't wait for whoever wins the match to come out. You know, they'll come out with, like, a bandage around their belly. <laughs> on night two, you know, to prove, you know, just kind of solidify the devastation they had to go through the night before. Yeah, they took a splash from Bronson Reed. I love that. I love it when they do that. <laughs> and that was Wednesday night. That was the last final Wednesday night war as um, as we know it. 
Yeah, your go home show technically for takeover stand and deliver. Technically, yeah. But it's it's I guess it's it's weird having to go home like a whole week before. Yeah, it is weird. But uh yeah, we have uh, some shows coming out next week where we will <clears throat> get into all of that information. But before we end this week's show, uh let's give out our final award, which is for the wrestler of the week. It's the wrestler of the week of the week. Wrestler of the week of the week of the week. Mike, I'm going to start off first here. Uh, I'm going Cameron Grimes. Yeah. Uh, fantastic match to open the show here. Uh, we got to see him being, you know, doing his money thing, uh, the whole Grimes, the system thing. Uh, yeah, <laughs> really great. liked whatever the hell he was doing. And we're going to get another, we're going to see him in the gauntlet match. And he'll probably, I think he's really good at professional wrestling. Oh yeah, we love Grimey. He's one of these days. He's gonna get that North American title. Hopefully, I mean, it could uh, be it could be this could. day next week. For all you know, it could. Yeah, I would not mind. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, my wrestler of the week. You know, it's always down to certain things. Great matches, big title wins, big returns. And this week we had a big return, so I'm gonna give it to Chris Statlander. You know, she was only there for a short while, but had a big impact. Probably had the biggest spot of the week with that crazy move through the air hockey table. Um, and yeah, just looking forward to her getting back in the, some actual matches. Freshening up this women's division, right? That's what we need over there. An actual competitor for uh, Hikaru Shida, yeah. not just a bunch of posers. The division that's on the rise. Perfect time to get back in. Yeah. The stove is on. The water is about to boil. Yeah, we have these. We have the, we have the red velvet types. The Tay Conti's coming out. Of course, Britt yeah. Baker's just waiting on the wings for whenever yeah. her opportunity will come. And uh, Jade Cargill. Exactly. Is, this gonna... could be a real good thing leading up to double or nothing for this women's division. Uh, and that's yeah. all the time that we have for the show. That's what we all got for the this last... week. Yeah, we're going to be, it's going to be, it's next week. The big week's here, folks. The big week we've all been waiting for. We're going to have a couple shows there in the middle, so uh, so we won't leave all of y'all hanging. But we still probably have a few matches that we be put on this Mania card. Uh, is yeah. there even an AEW next week? I don't even know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, there'll be a dynamite, but that'll be that'll definitely be at the. That's uh, definitely the bottom kind of, of the of bottom our... of our totem pole. They're gonna have to pull out some real fucking stops to uh to kind of compete over you know. I'm surprised the big week. I mean, they announced matches, but I'm surprised they didn't announce like a TNT title. Something match like that. that, something with something at stake. But who knows? Uh, another great week. Thanks for listening, folks. You know where to find us. Tune in next week. Uh, when the fucking the show and shows of here, we're at the end of the road, and we cannot be more excited. Oh, yeah. Oh, baby. Okay, you take care of yourself. Have a good one.